0: Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes, and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host, Katie Priest, and I'm here today with Brent Perry and Sylvie. So, um, welcome, guys. Hi. Hey, good morning. So tell us about your business and yourselves. You know who are you? Who do you serve? And what does your business do?
2: So I'm Brent Perry. I'm the CEO of SP or Sterling PBS Energy Solutions, and one of the founders of large-scale sort of megawatt-sized battery systems, if you want, in the commercial shipping industry. Uh, Sylvie is uh, one of our directors of marketing at the company and helps with uh, a lot of the collateral information about how do we impact the world case studies and things like that, as well as our design of our website and things like that. What we do basically is take large commercial scale vessels like ferries and tugboats and container ships and oil rigs, and we hybridize them or electrify them. So, The expect is that we significantly impact the carbon footprint of these kinds of applications. So anything from turning them into zero emissions vessels that are running fully electric to uh, significantly reducing the amount of fuel that they consume. So the largest ships that we've made fully electric today operate in Denmark and Sweden. And each vessel uh, saves approximately uh, 10 million kilograms of fuel a year from what they used to spend, which is roughly the same as about 8,000 cars. So they carry 6 million people a year. They uh, transmit uh, commercial trucks, trains, and, and regular vehicles uh, between Denmark and Sweden almost 24 hours a day. So our business is helping to design the the systems and the solutions that use energy storage to allow this sort of change in uh, environmental perspective to actually occur.
1: Wow, that's like super amazing to cut down on emissions and things like that. Um, What's the reason that you got into doing that in the first place?
2: Uh, I'm a boat builder by trade. And so the first 30 years of my career, if you want, were about building ships and designing ships and I did that in 17 different countries around the world and then back in 2006 the very first um, lithium battery pack was put on board a super yacht and I was asked to comment on whether it was commercially viable and uh, so I spent about a little bit of time and came back and said it's a great idea but this is not the right way to do it And that started me down the road of four years of research and development into using lithium batteries on board big commercial applications. And nobody made anything that worked, so we ended up making our own. And in 2010, I launched my first battery company. Um, And that led us to today, basically, with about 200 megawatt hours of installed systems on 240 ships all around the world.
1: Wow. Um like I'm just blown away by like the whole, the whole journey. That's amazing. Um, so every entrepreneur has like that moment, you know, the moment when you just say to yourself, wow, like we've really gotten here. And what was that moment for you and your business?
2: Um, I think the real turnkey for us, or if you want the tipping point, came when uh, the EU and Scandinavian governments all effectively mandated zero emission technology as part of their legislative solutions. So in our business, we're very heavily uh, engineer certified, if you want, because of the safety requirements of, of transporting people. And So you can build something that works really, really well, but if you don't have the legislative support of the governments associated, then it doesn't have very uh, long legs. But having the EU and uh, the Scandinavian countries adopt the legislation that enables our technology to be used and basically mandates it uh, was the point where we saw global adoption really change. So, Places like China now are using our technology every day. Uh, India's at the very beginning stages of uh, electrification of a lot of their industry. Uh, Europe very, very uh, aggressively in the front of that market and places like Denmark and Germany. And Norway easily is a world leader in encouraging and adopting uh, technology that's going to reduce the environmental impact. So I was one of the first speakers at the Paris Accord uh, about this, and people were quite surprised to find out what we were already doing at that stage. But the goal is for us to stay within a 1.5 degree raise in temperature globally, and commercial shipping is massively impactful. So the offshore uh, commercial fleets, if you want, represent more uh, pollution production than all the cars, trucks, and buses in the world put together. So it's a really strong way for us to make a meaningful impact to how society is going to survive in the next 50 years.
1: Great. Correct. Yeah. So let's move on to now your why. Like really hone in on like what's the motivation here and what do you feel like maybe because now we're talking about climate is your responsibility with your business.
2: Sure. Um, Sylvie, do you want to take that one? Little pressure
3: here. I meet myself. Um, Well, the wonderful part about working for for SPBS is that we're all encouraged to develop our own why for what. Why are we taking part in this endeavor personally and professionally? And so, for me personally, as somebody that spends as much time as I possibly can in the outdoors, we live in British Columbia, surrounded by gorgeous forests and oceans. Um, I see every day my why, which is to keep it as pristine as humanly possible, to make sure that orcas are still in-house sound, uh, to make sure that all the wildlife still exists in our forests. So for me, it's to be able to be a part of something that is really making a positive impact, and, and not just for the environment, but also the way people see sustainable technology, that it doesn't have to be something that just costs money and doesn't provide any ROI to people that are in business trying to, survive that this can really be a positive impact for both parties
1: wow wow yeah i think that's really really amazing too that in the company it's encouraged for everyone to kind of have their like passion and investment into why they're working were there any hard moments or what were your like your biggest challenges in on this journey and in this business
2: oh my uh i could write a book <laughs> the, the biggest challenges in this business is knowing you can make and and tangibly knowing the impact that we can make and overcoming all of the indirect barriers so things like project finance and government legislation and bureaucracy and administration and a lot of resistance the you know you're not just producing a, a good technology you're competing with a lot of interests that want to maintain the oil and gas balance and don't want to change gears or we'll only go there kicking and screaming. Um, so that's why we focus so much on the financial value that we bring to the table. You know, when we present an idea, we don't package it as a technology. We package it as a, as what's the impact to the bottom line of the operator. And we typically not only introduce a phenomenal impact environmentally but we also generate anywhere from a 15 to 80 percent reduction in operating costs so there's a tangible monetary reason for people who are driven by that there's the environmental reason for people who are driven by that the then you have like my why is basically the impact to society and the whole concept of businesses that have to be responsible from cradle to grave for what they do so I, I really think uh, we have an obligation to bring a whole new business model uh, that it does encompass what happens to your product when it's finished. We're responsible for recycling it as well. Um, and how do we not make our children's lives impossible from an, a, a social point of view environmentally? The, we We've seen what's happening with weather. We know what's happening with pollution in the oceans. We know... Uh, the impact of the lifestyle we've created in the last hundred years is not sustainable. And our business is designed to be a leading example or a thought leader, if you want, on how we can do this differently. And it's been really fascinating to see how a small company like us can impact big players like Siemens uh, in terms of how they are going to adopt this kind of technology for all the right reasons too, not just financial.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. There's like so much like I researched your business before I interviewed you and there was so much like I was like, wow, this is really interesting. This is amazing. But hearing you speak, there are so much um, challenges, even in something that some people would see as such a benefit to the rest of the consumers and the world.
2: Well, A lot of people in our industry are afraid of change because performance and continuous performance is so important. It's like your house. You know, if your lights don't turn on when you hit the switch, there's a problem. And we all take that for granted. Uh, but there's a considerable amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to make sure our lights do turn on every day. And in commercial marine and industrial marine applications, it's exactly the same threshold of risk, if you want. Nobody wants to be without power. So that is a when I, I don't look at the people who are against what we do as against what we do. I look at them as people who need to be convinced that this is as good as. Or better than what they're doing today, and once they've become satisfied that that's the case, then the adoption light turns on. If you want, and the willingness changes completely. Uh, but you have to you have to be able to manifest that in real terms.
1: Yeah. So, in talking in about challenges, what have been some of the teaching moments in this um, journey of your business?
2: Oh my, um, the the teaching moments. It, it, I think it depends upon your perspective. So, for my customers um, and my partners, the teaching moments are just about gaining confidence that what we do is real and tangible. For us, the teaching moments are understanding that we're not competing with other companies; we're competing with bridges so you know when you measure when people look at what we do they are now looking at the environmental impact of its totality so should we encourage electric ferries or should we build a bridge or a tunnel and which one is more impactful and and starting to understand the decision making that society goes through has been a real learning curve for all of us because you don't want to sell uh, you know there's there's greenwashing which has been going on for a long time and and we don't want to sell something that doesn't deliver. We don't want to create hope and then disappoint because that sets everybody back a hundred years. Uh, and that teaching moment of just taking it one minute at a time and validating every minute for us and understanding all the different things that impact these decisions uh, has been a huge learning curve for us in the last 10 years.
1: Wow. So, in the same vein, if you could redo something from the last year, what, what would you redo? What
2: would I redo in the last year? Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I'd redo anything. Um, you know, the learning is because you don't know. And you learn best by making mistakes. So I, I always tell the people that come to work for me that don't be afraid of, of doing and then learning. Because doing and whether you, you're right or wrong, it's the way to find out if you're right or wrong. And we all get better at what we do by by making mistakes or trying different things. So I, I don't have any regrets at all uh, over the last 10 years, not alone the last year.
1: How? Have you developed processes or maybe like um, try to find the better word, but let's go with processes or um, other things that have helped you grow your business or branch out your reach?
2: Um, it's all about people. So in our business, uh, what I seek out actively is uh, people who have like-minded approaches within my customer base because if I can have somebody in my partner companies or my end-use customers companies that all think the way we think, um, they become your advocates inside those businesses and, uh, and your friends too. So again, it's a different business model and that this is completely about how we connect with everybody. And one of the biggest learnings has been that even in a place as culturally and uniquely different as China from Canada, let's say, our values at the end of the day are really well aligned. It's just about finding a way to execute them despite the language, religious and cultural differences between all of us. So I've learned a lot about just how to connect with people based on values and common interests, and then also on how to advocate their support to engage with what we do in their businesses and their governments. Um, I've I've always been really uh, supported by the idea people do share our values. We're not unique, you know, we're not crazy and and that we want to change the world in a very positive way. I mean, as a super yacht builder, uh, I built about 60 super yachts and they're what we call uh, a three dressed up as a nine. They're absolutely beautiful vessels, but the negative impact they have in construction is phenomenal the amount of waste you see in the development of these things is crazy and being able to turn around and add value to the to the environment instead of take value away from the environment was a big challenge for me and then seeing that I share that with so many people in different countries around the world it gives me a lot of hope for our ability as a as a population if you want to overcome the problems that we see with global warming and, and climate change.
1: Wow. Where would the business, where do you see the business going in let's say the next three to five
2: years? Uh, the The rate of adoption is increasing about fourfold every year right now. And again, because we, we you know, pragmatically speaking, we have demonstrated time and time and time again that this will improve your financial base as a business if you use our technology. And with COVID-19, which is I think going to be the most impactful event of the 21st century economically, companies are under a significant amount of pressure to demonstrate cost reduction and profitability more so than ever before. And it's accelerating the adoption of what we do because we, we save them money. And the funds that are available today globally, like 10 years ago, when I started doing this, I couldn't get financing from a bank or a government to support this because it was too new. Today, there's literally billions to trillions of dollars of, of financing available to support the acceleration of this adoption. And COVID-19 is slowing things down on some levels, but forcing everybody to reevaluate their priorities. And as ultimately going to lead to a much faster adoption of our kind of technology because we do save everybody money and we improve the environment.
1: Yeah. So in talking, like we're talking three to five years down the road and especially now how COVID-19 has affected everyone globally, what does success look like in 2021?
2: I, I think success in 2021 is simply a uh, growth in business. So we we talk about, in, in everyone's business, people talk about market cap. And I can argue comfortably the market cap for what we do is already in the trillions of dollars. But I look at everything in tangible terms of what can I do this year? And COVID-19 slowed us down quite a bit in 2020. Uh, so it's had a pretty strong impact to our business growth this year but we expect in 2021 to bounce back up to over a hundred million dollars in revenues and by 2025 to be in the five to $600 million in revenues. And we typically own about 40, 45% of our market and we expect that to continue as well.
1: Wow. Amazing. I'm sorry. I'm just like blown away, but it's still growing and it's really amazing. So, you know, we know that's working, and now we know that like it's getting becoming more adaptable, and more people are seeing the benefit. Um, so now, what like what are what is the business growing towards, and like how are you gonna have? What are the steps you think you would take to get there?
2: Um, our our ultimate goal as a business is to be a solutions company. So because uh, to be successful with our technology by itself, nobody wants to buy a battery, right? A battery is a battery, but when you put a battery together with all of the other components that turn it into something um, as a tangible solution, so you can plug it in in both ends and it saves people money. It has to be that kind of simple. It's very important. And for us, probably the most important development is our zero emission power plants. So we've come up with a way for, let's say Island communities is a, is a good way to summarize, to develop, uh, we've developed a microgrid solution that allows us to generate uh, electricity using renewable energy, uh, our battery systems, even some fuel backup systems. So you're not really getting rid of technology, you're just idealizing it. Package it together into a complete solution, even including the building that's gonna house it, to make it hurricane proof, so that we can go to uh, the island communities all over the world that are affected by this and stop them from using fuel as primary power and save them about 75% of the operating and costs of doing this at the same time. That, to me, is going to be the most impactful thing that we can do. Uh, I've also designed, and we're in the process of starting construction on the first zero-emission container ship. So a container ship that will actually travel from Europe to North America without using fuel. So no more bunker fuel. And operating on hydrogen battery package if you want as a solution. And to give you an idea of what I mentioned earlier, so eight of the biggest ships in the world are already producing more pollution than all the cars, trucks, and buses in the world combined. So if all we do is develop the commercial capability to convert those eight vessels to zero-emission platforms, that by itself is a huge impact on the environment for everybody. So that's our goal, is to make tangible real differences that are commercially adoptable for our markets. You know, we're, I'm the chairman of a group called Zestus, which is zero emission ship technology association. And we are, we created that group to support the development of legislation for international shipping to adopt sustainable solutions. And they need to, the guys who are in this business just need to see a path. So the, the goal of our business is to become the beacon that lights the path if you want for all different technologies to be incorporated this way.
1: Wow. Um, I want to, I have one last question, but before I get there, I want to thank you for um, sharing about your business um, with us today. It was really amazing and really um, enlightening about what you work on. And in that, my final question is how can the leverage to scale community help you reach your vision?
2: Um, partly it it is, we've, we've become a society where people are communicating individually, but having a massive social impact. So half of it is just awareness. You don't see my systems working because they work in places you don't see. So it's not like a car, which is easily understandable and everybody gets it. Um, So sharing the word and, and focusing on being part of our marketing and media structure with our newsletters so people can understand the impact we are making, and then supporting that by demanding those kind of changes within their environment. So wherever you live, ask your politicians and your legislators and your government members to support zero emission technology and sustainable technology that so that they feel like there's a compelling reason to adopt it, right? Not just cost. It it needs to be social as well.
1: All right. Thank you guys so much for um, letting me interview you today.
2: That was so much fun, Katie. Thank you.
0: much for listening to the leverage to scale show. If you are a purpose driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscalecom forward slash guest.